when you're in this sort of like, oh my gosh, this thing is happening to me. I didn't choose this. What's going on? We can kind of suddenly forget that once again, we have made really intentional decisions about how we're going to move through this moment. So usually when we raise our fees, because so many of us are afraid of doing that, or we change our cancellation policies, there's actually like a lot of thought and often planning that goes into that. But then when we get to this moment where it's quote unquote not working, we like absolutely forget that there was a plan and we're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm totally panicked. I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing with myself. Maybe I should just quit it altogether. And if you look back, you'll probably find that you may have even planned for this moment. You may have had an idea of what you would do. Hey there, and welcome to The Bad Therapist Show, the podcast for current and aspiring private practice therapists who want to earn more money, work less, and have a way bigger impact. I'm your host, Felicia, The Bad Therapist, former goody-goody therapist turned six-figure private practice owner and therapist business coach. I'm here to help you learn everything you need to know about private practice and expanding beyond the one-to-one model so you can earn more money and increase your impact as a therapist without burning out or hustling. Using my proven liberated business method, therapists at all stages of business have been able to grow their income while becoming even better therapists. And I'm on a mission to help you do the same. It's time for you to get your time back and enjoy being a therapist again. You ready? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to The Bad Therapist Show. I'm your host, Felicia, The Bad Therapist. Today, we're talking about how to stop freaking out in your business. And I'm talking about those moments when your revenue dips or clients leave, and you're just suddenly questioning every decision you've ever made, and you don't know what to do. In this episode, I'm going to walk you through the questions I ask my clients to quickly assess what's really going on, how to help them feel empowered and in control again, and make a plan for what to do next. Let's get into it. So I've talked before on the podcast about feeling disappointed, that's episode nine, or how to navigate through slower times in your business, that's episode 20. But today I'm really talking about the sense of feeling out of control in your business, like things are happening to you and there's nothing that you can do about it. And that's just such an awful feeling. And sometimes the reason why things are happening are actually based on decisions that you made of a sound mind. And sometimes just knowing that that's the case, even if you don't like the outcome, just knowing that you actually made very specific decisions very intentionally, and that is actually a huge part of why what is happening is happening, can be really, really empowering. So today I'm really talking about how to regain that sense of empowerment and even that sense of feeling in control of what's going on. That isn't always going to be the case in your business. Of course, there are going to be some instances in which, yeah, you just really do feel out of control. And some of the reasons why things are happening actually do have nothing to do with decisions you've made. But today I'm talking about those instances when you've made really clear-minded decisions, and this is just how it's playing out. So we're going to go deeply into that today. I'm going to give you some examples that I'm sure you can relate to. And if you're experiencing this right now, you're absolutely going to love this episode and you're definitely going to want to take notes and save it and come back to it later. And if this isn't happening to you right now, first of all, congratulations. 
And you should still take some notes because there are going to be some questions for you to reflect on that will help save future you some trouble. So one of the things that can make us feel really out of control in our businesses is when we have a drop in revenue. And when we're looking at that number in our bank account or on our spreadsheets or wherever we're tracking the revenue for our businesses, and we just see that that number has gotten lower rather than getting higher. And especially when we've been making a lot of decisions in our businesses, we've been trying new things out. We've really been trying to improve it. When we see that number go down, that can feel really jarring and really shocking. Again, especially if you are actively trying to improve your business and trying to increase your revenue, then when this happens, you can feel like you're moving backwards, like you're doing something wrong. And again, you can feel that really intense sense of I'm out of control here. And that can just be so unsettling. And what happens in these moments is that we get kind of laser focused on that one piece of information. And again, that piece of information may be that number and maybe the amount of money in your bank account or the number you're seeing reflected back to you on that spreadsheet, or maybe your accountant is sending you your profit and loss statement. And you're like, oh my gosh, we're going backwards, not forwards. And you get really, really focused on just that one thing. And based on that one thing, you can kind of spin out of control. And now you're questioning everything you've been doing in the last few months, all the decisions you've made. You may have been feeling really good about the efforts you've been making in your practice. Maybe you've been shifting things around your policies or your fees or your marketing or something like that. But now all of a sudden, all you're really focused on is this one number and you're thinking it's all falling apart. So The first thing that I take my clients through when this is happening is a sort of orientation process. So like I said, what tends to happen in that that moment is that you get laser focused on just this one bit of information. And so the first thing I ask my clients is, why do you think this number is what it is? If you're saying my revenue dropped, why might that have been the case? And sometimes my clients will say, well, I made a lot of really big changes this month. I increased my fee. I changed my cancellation policy. I stopped seeing clients at certain times of day and certain days of the week. So there's maybe some schedule changes. Some of those things are like these very intentional decisions that these folks made. Like this was on purpose. It was a thoughtful decision. And that's kind of the first step is like seeing if my clients can assess why this is actually occurring. Now, that isn't always the case. I've had plenty of clients who have made these changes and a lot of their clients stick around and they actually don't end up seeing a dip in revenue. But I would say for a lot of us, maybe even most of this, this is very, very normal when we're in the process of sort of updating our practices when we've realized that the ways that we've been working in them don't really work for us and we need to raise our fees or change our cancellation policies or just any of those sort of frame pieces of therapy, it is not unusual for us to lose some clients in the process. And so when we kind of get really upset that that is actually what's happening, it can be really helpful to remember, oh, wait, I made these decisions because I wasn't happy or satisfied with the way my previous decisions were playing out in my practice. And my goal is to create one that's going to feel really good for me. Now, the results of my efforts in this particular moment, I'm not liking them. This really sucks, but I'm also aware that this may be part of the trade-off for what I'm ultimately going for. 
And going back to that idea of feeling in control and finding empowerment, just remembering that this was a really, really intentional decision. This wasn't flippant. This wasn't careless. This was a very, very thoughtful decision. And this is one of the trade-offs of making that decision. Now, again, it doesn't always play out that way. And I would absolutely love for your experience to be that you get to make these changes and everyone just sticks around and they're like, yay, go you. And that, again, has actually happened for many of my clients where their clients are just like, oh my gosh, I'm happy for you. And that's so cool. But I think if you're not in that bucket of people and you're making these changes and you're having some clients who are leaving or maybe even upset with you, just know that that does not necessarily mean that you've done anything wrong or that you should stop pursuing creating the practice that you actually really want to create. And a lot of us do see that as a sign. We see these changes. We see our clients maybe get uncomfortable. Some of them leave. We see that drop in our revenue and we think, oh no, I've made the wrong decision. When the truth is, it's like, no, I made a great decision. (laughs) This is just a temporary setback while I am beginning to attract new clients. And that often ties in with having a marketing strategy that is going to allow new folks to come through the door. And for you doing mindset work, to feel more confident in your new set of fees or policies or whatever. So again, the first thing I do with my clients is I ask them, do you know why this number is what it is? And often they do know. And that just first step can be so helpful. The next thing I ask them is what are you making that number mean? So this is where I'll have my clients do some mindset work. Often a fear inventory is really, really helpful here. So for instance, like if you are having a dip in your revenue in your business and you actually need to take some of your personal funds and use them to pay for some of your business expenses, like maybe you need to make an owner's contribution into your business bank account to pay for some of your business expenses, what is the meaning you're making about that? Is it something like, I have fear I'm failing. I have fear that my business will never be earning enough money. I have fear that the fact that I need to use my personal funds means I'm being irresponsible. Like you may have all sorts of beliefs about what this actually means. And then the next step would be to ask, is that true? (laughs) Like, is that actually a true story? Does this in fact mean I'm failing? And the answer, I mean, Sometimes our brains are like really not being very kind to us. And it's like, yes, absolutely. This does mean you're feeling you're a piece of shit. And it's like other times we can have a bit more distance and we're like, oh, actually, no. In fact, I may have even set this money aside intentionally so that if something like this happened, I could use it. But like in this moment, I'm just not wanting to. And that's why it feels hard. Um, Or it may be that you can reassure yourself that like this is just like a blip. And you can remind yourself of all of the things that you're actually doing to improve your marketing. I have clients who are in this process right now and they have massively stepped up their networking. They have totally shifted their messaging into something that's like more clear and more attractive and more compelling to potential clients. And this literally just happened this month. And so I think it's so helpful to remember that, oh, I'm doing all of these things right now. If I just kind of decide that it's not working in this moment, that means, and I like pull the plug, I walk away, I like suddenly shift strategies. I'm not really giving the strategy that I've already created the time that it needs to have an impact. So again, 
taking that fear inventory, doing the mindset work, maybe there's, uh, I could see affirmations being really good here. So you could use affirmations to kind of write out all the things you are in fact doing. There may be a lot of efforts that you're already engaging in that you're not really giving yourself credit for that you're uh, minimizing here. So use mindset work to explore the meaning you're making about this moment. The next thing that I have my clients do is kind of ask themselves, what am I already committed to doing? So again, when you're in this sort of like, oh my gosh, this thing is happening to me. I didn't choose this. What's going on? We can kind of suddenly forget that once again, we have made really intentional decisions about how we're going to move through this moment. So usually when we raise our fees, because so many of us are afraid of doing that, or we change our cancellation policies, there's actually like a lot of thought and often planning that goes into that. But then when we get to this moment where it's quote unquote, not working, we like absolutely forget that there was a plan and we're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm totally panicked. I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing with myself. Maybe I should just quit it altogether. And if you look back, you'll probably find that you may have even planned for this moment. You may have had an idea of what you would do. And it may be as simple as, oh, I know that there could be a hiccup here. Maybe I have this money set aside, or maybe this there's like a contingency plan uh, with my loved ones, how they might step in or whatever. Or maybe I just am going to cut down on my expenses right now and just remind myself and like dig deeper into my marketing and my networking or whatever that strategy is. So go back and see, did I in fact have a plan for this moment? You may already have one. And maybe you didn't take the time to like write it out or maybe it's not recorded anywhere, but see if you can, after you do the mindset work, because that's going to be really important to kind of clear out some of the gunk and some of the intensity emotionally that you've been feeling. Um, After you do that, then kind of reassess and go back through and see what was my plan for this moment? If you already have one, great, just start doing that. Shift your attention away from sort of reevaluating and remaking decisions and just come back to doing what you had already decided to do. That is just such a simple way to deal with this. Having a coach can be really, really helpful because someone can help guide you through this process. I'm sure you could do this for somebody else. You probably do versions of this for your therapy clients all the time. But it can be really hard to do this for ourselves, especially when we're so activated. So of course, having a coach that you can do this with, or even being a part of a peer group of other therapists who are engaged in this process can be so helpful. So whether you want to look into working with me, which I would absolutely love, or you want to join my free Facebook group, Healing Money, so you can be in community with other therapists who are going to support you, that can just go such a long way. Sometimes in Healing Money, we'll share our mindset work with the group, and I'll even share mine sometimes in the group. And that can just be so helpful to see that other people are actually grappling with the same things. You're not unique in this experience. And I hope that that also helps you to realize that other therapists have gone through this challenge too, and they've come out the other end. There's actually nothing especially unique about you that would mean that getting to have a practice that is abundant, that is financially fulfilling, um, that is like a pleasurable place for you to work, that that's not actually out of reach. It's not as if it's for other people and somehow not for you, or that people who have gone through this before 
you know, they just didn't encounter any trouble. Like granted, some people do have an easier time, but like, so there's such a huge range of experience and there's absolutely no reason why you can't have this too. If you see other people having it, and even if you don't, even if your dreams are like so big that you're like, wow, I literally see no other therapist with a practice like this, but like, I know I want it by all means, keep on going for it. You can also be a part of like stretching what we all believe is possible. So just know that if you want it, you can have it. You're not actually that special. That's something I would say to my therapy clients a lot is like, Hey, great news. You're not that special. And I would say the same is true for you. You are not so special that these things would be not for you. So uh, I hope that's actually really encouraging to hear that you're not that special. All right. So then the next thing that I would have you do after you've kind of gone back to see, okay, do I actually already have a plan for this is I would then have you just recommit to doing the thing you already decided to do. Like just take the action. Now that you know what the plan is, just go back to executing on that plan. You already have it. You may not need to change it. So again, working with my clients recently who have had that moment where they just saw the number and then there was this kind of like spinning out about what that number meant. We kind of went through exactly the questions that I'm sharing with you right now. I did this exact same process with them. And then we went through what is your plan? Like what is the course of action that we already decided on? Let's see where you're at with that. And in both cases, like they were actually doing a lot of things and there were some things they they weren't doing. And so that will sometimes happen too, where we will get so worried and so freaked out that we'll kind of like almost freeze in our businesses. We'll just like be so afraid to, because we are thinking we made a wrong decision. And then we'll think I have to make a different decision, but also I can't make the wrong decision again. So I'm just not going to like do anything. And instead I'm just going to worry and freak out. <laughs> And then they don't make any progress. And so that's why there's this whole thing around like orienting first and then coming to a place where we can open back up into action. And just as I'm saying this, this is really making me think about nervous system regulation and how that is so often how it works. I practice somatic psychotherapy. That's what I studied. And so I'm thinking about when our nervous systems are in freeze, we get kind of locked down. We're we're kind of stuck. We're maybe dissociated and we're frozen. Literally, one of the things that we can do with our bodies is we can look around our environment and notice what's around us. We're literally orienting. We're turning our heads and our necks. We're gazing around the room. And there's something about getting the lay of the land that can be so calming to our nervous systems that goes, wait a minute, I'm not actually under a threat right now. This might be uncomfortable, but can I regulate myself in this discomfort? Can I learn how to tolerate this discomfort and widen my window of tolerance? So just like you're teaching clients to do that in therapy, this is also something that we have to learn how to do as business owners because it is incredibly uncomfortable at different points along this journey, and it will continue to be really uncomfortable successful therapists that you see out there, whoever whoever you might feel envious of or jealous of or just really impressed by, those people are not having those experiences free from fear or stress. What they're doing is they are, in the best case scenario, learning how to regulate themselves through those periods of fear and discomfort because that is just a part of this process. You are going to have to do things that are scary, that you feel like you're actually not ready for, and that's part of how you're going to grow your window of tolerance. 
And this is something I really walk my clients through when they're making decisions in their businesses about how they want to proceed. You know, if they're trying to decide about what kind of a fee increase they want to do, we talk through the sort of trade-offs, what might happen based on some different choices they can make. And I really put it back to them. I'm like, you know, what are you willing to experience here? Are you willing to practice regulating yourself potentially at a higher degree of stress? And you really have to make that decision and decide on that for yourself. So it's totally legitimate if you're trying to raise your fee and you're like, you know, the reality is, is I really know I need to be making, I need to be charging maybe a hundred dollars more per session, but I don't know if I'm really in a position right now to like handle that level of activation. It's totally okay for you to say, you know what, I'm going to do 20 or 50 or whatever that number is for you. Knowing that, okay, I'm going to kind of like increase my window of tolerance throughout this. And again, that's going to require trade-offs. That's going to mean in the long run, you're potentially going to have more conversations with clients over time, but that's okay. You just really have to make that decision. And so that's what I'm talking about is like looking at what is happening in your, in your business and kind of going back to what decisions did I make with my, like, with the best information I had available at the time, the most thoughtfully, the most clear headed. And like, how is that impacting what's happening right now? What are the trade-offs that I kind of signed up for? And then, you know, you also get to say like, you know what, I'm actually not okay with what's happening right now. And I want to make a new type of decision that is totally allowed as well. I think the main thing that I'm talking about here is just for you to come back into a place of like, I have some power here. And like, I'll keep on saying over and over again, there are so many places where you don't, but finding the places where you do can be incredibly helpful to just settling yourself in moments where you would otherwise just keep on freaking out. I just took you through the protocol that I use with my clients to help them orient in moments when they're freaking out. Now I'm going to take you through the second phase or the second set of reflections that has to do with learning. And I I think it's so important to do it in this order. Like I said, just a little bit ago, it's so important to kind of attend to your nervous system first, attend to your animal body first, because even though you're having thoughts and you think you're thinking logically, when you're activated, your brain is literally just not working in the same ways. And so even though you're having thoughts uh, and you're, you may even think, well, I'm really getting somewhere. This is super insightful. It's almost always going to be a better idea to sort of soothe your nervous system first and then <laughs> start being thoughtful. And this can be frustrating because sometimes our nervous systems aren't soothing as quickly as we would like them to. They're not moving in the timeline that our mind thinks is most appropriate. But having this patience with yourself can be really, really helpful. Now, the sort of flip side of that is we can sometimes use that as like, I would say an excuse for kind of just hanging out forever and sort of still not making a decision. So I would say like, Again, you have to really know yourself and choose your own adventure for what you want to create, but don't rush over the self-soothing process of this. And again, community, having a coach can be so helpful. So if you're not already a part of Healing Money, go do that. All right. So moving on to the learning portion of this process. So there is something you can glean from this beyond just like settling in this moment. 
there may actually be a lot for you to learn and maybe some things that you can set up so that the next time something like this happens in your business, whether it is the exact same thing like a revenue drop or it's just some other kind of uh, bump in the business that's uncomfortable, that you can have things set up to support yourself. Just successfully going through a process like this can give you so much more confidence going into the next one because you'll remember that you have felt scared before, that you have felt confused, and that you were actually able to move through it. Now that you're calm and regulated, the next thing that I would suggest, especially if your sort of main trigger was around money, maybe it was around seeing um, your revenue dip or just not be what you thought or hoped it would be, once you're calm, you're regulated, and you've done your mindset work, and maybe not even the same day that you've had the freak out, it may even be a good idea to really let yourself rest and recalibrate before you go in and do some more nitty gritty work. Um, but when you're ready to, I would suggest that you actually find out what your runway is and how much money you need to be operating. You might already have this information. If you've used my tool, the magic sheets, and you've done the budgeting portions of that, then you know what your personal budget is and you know what your business budget is. And if you haven't updated it recently, this could be a really good reminder to go do that because things change, right? Uh, you may also have some desired expenses, like maybe you have been wanting to join a program of mine, or maybe you have been wanting to go on a vacation and you haven't actually budgeted for that yet. Go ahead and add those things. And then also look at the money you have available right now and see how much of a runway you actually have. Now, over the years, I have been slowly building up savings. Uh, years ago, I really didn't have any. And one of the approaches I've taken to this is using profit first. I absolutely love this approach. It's ultimately really, really simple conceptually. It's like having a bunch of different envelopes for money that's sort of allocated for different things. Um, and my envelopes have proliferated. They're just like <laughs> growing so much. So this means I have a lot of different envelopes with you know various amounts of money that are earmarked for very specific things. Earlier this year, I was having a hard money. To be totally honest, I was freaking out at times. And I remember I was talking to my partner at one point and he was like, well, Felicia, let's just see what your runway is. And, you know, I was kind of in the state that I was telling you about earlier. Where I was like, ah, I can't, I can't even think about that. Things are just not going well. And finally I got to the point where I was able to do that. And I was like, yeah, but all of this money is like earmarked for these specific things. I like, can't use it for this other thing. And even though in the best case scenario, that is true. Like I would like to leave the money that's set aside for taxes for taxes. I would like to leave the money that's set aside for my personal emergency fund for my personal emergency fund. It was also really helpful to just kind of like see what money I had saved and say, okay, if push came to shove. Like, really, if I had to, how much money do I have to use to support myself and my business right now? And how long would I be able to do that? Now, again, this isn't my ideal scenario. I don't actually want to do this. I don't prefer to do it. But just knowing that when it came down to it, I think I had like nine months of runway and I was like, whoa, that is so different. Like, I'm not on the brink of disaster. I'm actually like pretty much fine. And how likely is it that nothing is going to change within nine months? And I was right. You know, things absolutely turned around. Things really shifted. I may have talked about it on the podcast, but if not, I can always do that. 
But things really shifted. In the meantime, it was just helpful to know that if push came to shove, I did have that money. The other thing that was really helpful about that is bringing in the other stakeholders. Now, for a lot of my life, a lot of my adult life, I've been single and there hasn't really been another person in the picture who could kind of like jump in and be financially supportive. That has changed. And so that also was super helpful to talk with my partner and say, like, here's the reality. Here's what's happening in my business. Like, what do you think (laughs) if push comes to shove, like, can you help me out here? And we had to have conversations about what that would entail. And I know that can be really vulnerable for us. That can feel really uncomfortable. I know it is for me because I'm very used to being self-reliant and the idea that another person would give me money and help me was just like really, uh, I don't know, like maybe even I still don't know it (laughs) because I can't describe it, but it was uncomfortable. But at the same time, I was at a point where I'm like, well, it's better to have this conversation than to not. So you might have a partner. You might also have other responsibilities. You might have children in the picture that you need to factor in. And that may necessitate conversations maybe with your partner if you have one, maybe other family members, maybe your chosen family. Point being that bring in the other stakeholders to this conversation to the extent that you feel comfortable doing that. And like, Maybe not fully comfortable because it's probably going to be edgy, but you know what I mean. Like you get to decide who gets to be involved and how vulnerable you want to be with that. You may find that you are going to be able to receive more help than you initially thought. And by the way, when it comes to asking for things that you want, I'm not going to go into this because I don't have the time on this episode, but I highly recommend Kasia Urbanayak's book, Unbound. Go check that out. I think it's fantastic. That's all I'll say about it right now. We'll put a link to the show notes for it so you can find it there. So do a budget, assess your runway, and then make a plan for the future. If what has kind of activated this freak out for you is that dip in revenue, then you may discover that, oh, wow, it would have been so helpful in this moment to have an emergency fund for my business. That would have been amazing. So you can decide that once you're kind of out of the woods here, once you're sort of in the clear and you're meeting your expenses again, that you're actually going to begin to set aside a certain portion of your money every month into an emergency fund so that if this happens again, because of course it will, of course there will be ebbs and flows, that you actually already have money earmarked for this. This is going to take some discipline. Of course, when you have the money, you probably just want to spend it. We're human after all. But you may in this moment be like, ooh, note to self, this was super uncomfortable, would like to not experience this again. I'm going to set myself up for success in the future. This may also be pointing like this dip in revenue. Maybe it's happening not because you've made policy changes, but because you haven't, right? Like maybe this dip in revenue happened because it's summer and a bunch of your clients went on vacation and you have an unlimited cancellation policy. And now you're realizing, wait a minute. My expenses aren't going down in the summer. I still need this money. So maybe the change you need to make is you actually do need to update your policies or you do need to raise your fees. So look at what led up to this moment and see what changes you actually need to make to put yourself in a better position for the future. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope this episode has given you a really helpful guide to feeling empowered in your business again and how to take difficult moments, learn from them, and set yourself up for future success. Next week's episode is all about how to prevent decision fatigue. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave a review and a five-star rating if you found this helpful. And make sure to come say hi and follow me on Instagram at The Bad Therapist. I'll see you next week. 
That's all today for The Bad Therapist Show. Thanks so much for hanging with me. I hope you got some gems that you can start using right away in your own business so that you can break out of good therapist conditioning and build the business that you want. If you've gotten something out of this episode, don't keep it to yourself. Share it with one of your good therapist friends who really needs to hear it. And while you're at it, please consider leaving a rating and or review so that we can change not just our individual businesses, but transform the mental health system that got us here in the first place. Thank you so much. I'll see you next week for more private practice and coaching tips. Remember, bad therapists make the best therapists.